Gadgets for Families, the, I repeat, the tech podcast. Now, stay with me on this one, Jason. For those that spent the last week looking at all of the scenarios that might allow them to hit that buy button. <laughs> yep. And, and have a bunch of stuff saved already in the Apple Store from the event. I, I will not raise my hand, even though I'm raising my hand and say I fit into that, right? <laughs> but here's the catch. All those cheering them on because of the hand-me-down phenomenon that occurs every September. Yes. Right? So I'm, the ho- I'm one of your hosts, Greg Cunningham. And I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. And yep, my, my son, he looks forward to these two because he knows he's getting a, a pretty good device as a hand-me-down coming here pretty quickly. So, But we'll see. We'll talk about all that here in the show coming up. Yeah, and we're going to try and not do any spoilers at the intro here section of this, but um, I will say that I found myself on my walk either yesterday or today. Now, I'm not feeling great, so if my voice cuts out, Jay, you're going to have to fill in for me, but it also affects my brain, so I don't know if this was illness-induced or just me going, I'm in trouble, because I started thinking about, I wonder if Dustin would want the Apple Watch Ultra. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then got thinking, which version of the Apple Watch did I not purchase? Mm-hmm. That one, the answer to that is none. I think I've bought them all. And then I got thinking, oh, there's a trade-in option. So we're going to have to talk about that yes. later on. So, so and I'm, I'm with you. I'm, my voice may sound a little heavy. And actually, I'm looking at my waveform here. This is the biggest I've ever seen it. And Greg and I did some adjustments before the show and uh, hopefully my audio doesn't sound really out of whack because I'm looking at my waveforms and they are huge. And <laughs> we adjusted it. But back to the topic, I'm with you. I have some feelings about the Apple Watch that uh, I think <laughs> I'm not too happy about. But, you know, again, we'll, we'll cover all of that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this show. I'm excited for this episode. So we've been waiting for this since wwdc we knew a new iphone was coming we weren't sure if a new watch was coming but we got a confirmation and uh yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll dive into it here in a second so jason without giving any spoilers and maybe give us like a one through five one being the best and five being a disaster how would you rate the event so it's a little weird and and i will we'll go into why for me later but I'm going to rate this one maybe a four, right? This, this definitely wasn't the best one. And not just because there's, there wasn't a lot of stuff for me, right? Okay, I'm wait, wait, wait a minute. Me. What scale are you using? One best or five best? Five being the best. Okay, five being the best. That's what we're scaling this on. You're giving yes. it a four. I'm giving it a four, yes. It, 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 it was a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot of really good improvements, but not anything that we weren't expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, I'll talk about things that really liked. We'll get into some of that kind of stuff and stuff I didn't. But mm-hmm. um, just so everybody has some context, this is our hot takes, right? I mean, the event has been over for less than 30 minutes at this point. Yes. So um, we're going to just talk about our hot takes. We'll talk about the phone. We'll talk about the watch. We're going to talk about some of the other stuff they announced. And then talk about what our plans are, and as well as give you the information on pre-orders and when stuff is available and all of that kind of stuff. So 
Um, we will do that. And then I'm actually moving everything about iOS 17 to the post show because iOS 17, other than the features that went along with the phones, and then for watch OS 10, the features that went along with the watch got mm-hmm. no airtime, right? right? I mean, no right. announcement of when it's going to be available. So I'm going to bump all of our iOS 17 because I've got some more beta feedback and maybe we can talk about when we think we'll see the final versions and stuff. We're going to do all of that in the post show. So if you want to hear about that, post show is where that will be. And, and remember I said before, you know, it's a little worrisome that they didn't mention it because usually right off of the top, before they jump into new hardware, they'll say it'll be available next week or the week after or the 28th or the 22nd or whatever. But with it being no mention at all, I'm a little worried that hopefully this thing doesn't get delayed until, you know, October. Yeah, and I found myself going in and checking to see if there was the release candidate of the beta mm-hmm. put out, and it's not. Now, I don't think they can wait to release it until then because these new phones are going to ship. Yeah, they're going to ship with, with it the on. version. Yep. So we'll see. So we'll talk about that a little more. But if you want to hear more on iOS 17, stick around for the for the post show. So now before we dive in, just a reminder to do all of the things, right? Like, share, um, follow, subscribe, do all of that kind of stuff to share that with us. Check out our show notes. Last week, we put in a few of the links that we were using. And, you know, as we go forward over the next couple of weeks, like this week, we're doing our hot takes. Next week, we'll probably talk more about what's come out since then, because there are still some unanswered questions. Mm -hmm. And then also talk about our experience on pre-order day. Spoiler on that, it's coming up. And, um, you know, so for the next two or three weeks, it's all going to be about these devices and the release of iOS 17. So we'll try and put some good resources and stuff in the show notes. So check those out. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, we'll have more time to dive into specs and and actual because we listen to the show. Right. And we hear all of the numbers and and all of the improvements and speed bumps and things like that. But until we really had a chance to dive in it, we can't really speak on how it's going to affect your life and things like that. So next week's show, we'll be able to dive into more detail about uh, some of these changes and how you can use them in your daily lives. All right, so just a couple of tips this week. Jay, do you want to start us off? Because I made the joke about it, but it's a real phenomenon that happens this time of year. Explain mm-hmm. the hand-me-down approach for those that haven't listened to our last couple of shows. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about being able to justify purchasing these new devices and the latest and greatest every year. And nothing justifies that more than being able to hand down these, uh, these new devices, right? We know trade-in uh, value is not really the best when it comes to you know, traded in the latest one after it was, you know, <laughs> just the month before, the week before the latest and greatest, right? So again, we used to, we use being able to hand these down to our relatives, our family members, our, our kids, uh, uh, you know, other relatives and stuff as a, um, a big part of justifying that, that new purchase. So around this time of year and, and anytime, especially when there's a new iPad, uh, my son knows that, hey, Dad's going to be upgraded <laughs> to the latest and greatest, or he's going to be getting a new watch. I can get his old watch, or I can get his old, except for that gold one that I always talk about. No one wanted that gold watch. <laughs> but uh, at least as far as the Ultra goes, you know, if I can tempt my wife to, to upgrade to a bigger watch, or uh, again, my son, he'll be just, you know, chomping at the bit to get his hands on, a, on, an, uh, you know, on an Apple Watch Ultra. So, yeah, and, and my household is not the only one, Greg. I know you do it. A few of our other uh, relatives and, and friends and technology and coworkers and, 
and past colleagues, I know they all do the same, right? They'll want to jump to the iPhone 15 and then hand off their 13 to their teenage child or, or their wives or, or someone else who, who um, again, look forward to this time of year. Well, okay, so there's one tip. Look for the hand-me-down opportunity. The mm-hmm. other tip in here is just a reminder about how to get ready for these pre-orders. So the store's back up. It goes down before the event. It's all back yes. up. It'll go down again this Thursday night. So here's the thing about pre-orders. For the phone, at least, pre-orders start Friday. And I didn't mm-hmm. look at the time, but I'm guessing it'll be like 6 a.m. Um, Pacific time. We'll have to look that up. We'll see if we can find that while we, uh, yeah. um, while we record here. So, um, but what you can do, which I have already done on several things, is you can go in and actually save or favorite. It used to be favorite. It used to be a heart. Now it's a save with a little bookmark. And um, you can actually go in and save the phone and actually pick whether you're getting Apple Care, how you're going to pay for it, do all of those things so that when pre-orders open back up on Friday, that you can actually go in and um, just order that one. You go into your list, you press that one, you hit add to bag and go. And I just found it 5 a.m. Pacific time on 9.15. So yeah, 6 a.m. my time, 7 a.m. your time. You get an extra hour of sleep if you're having to get up. I'm probably going to have to drive down from the canyon because we're thinking about pulling the trailer up the canyon and there's no internet and there is zero chance I'm going to risk not being able to get through right at the order time. So yeah, yeah I'll be back taking down the canyon that morning. No, <laughs> definitely, no. definitely. So go in and hit that. I've actually got two versions of the phone in there. I'll talk about that later. And some other stuff, which I'll also talk about later, in there and saved already in my list. And some of it's available right now, and we'll, we'll talk about that too. So Yeah. Uh, so follow up from our conversation last week. Now remember, we had a conversation at the, in the post show about iPads. And I actually got a note from a listener mm-hmm. and that said, I've been doing a ton of reading lately on my phone. They have a 13 Pro, not the Pro Max, but the 13 Pro. Okay. And I think I need, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> I think I need a bigger screen. And so I said, well, immediately my answer to you, if you just want to read on a bigger screen is, you know, my beloved iPad the Mini. iPad Mini, right? yes. <laughs> there we go. But here's the thing. She is also a photographer. Wedding, senior pictures, family pictures, you know, the works. And um, I said, well, if you want it for more than just reading, like, and she does all of her editing on a Mac. Mm -hmm. I said, but if you wanted to be able to use it for editing photos, then you need to go with the 12.9 inch iPad Pro, right? And so so that was just a use case that I, that we hadn't mentioned is these professional creators, right? That are doing photography or and i just saw that procreate's got a new animation procreate is amazing mm-hmm. i use like 1.1 percent of its functionality for the little things that i do <laughs> but yeah. it's now got an animation feature to allow you to build animation in and so doing that on an ipad is pretty darn sweet and the other great thing about that is you can get an ipad with cellular connectivity built in mm-hmm. where you can't do that on a mac so, you know, that 12.9 inch device and then the precision of the Apple Pencil yes. to really get in and do precise editing on those photos. So that's what I told her to consider. Um, so we'll see. I'll try and follow up with, uh, with her and see what she decides to do. And um, 
Now, of course, I mentioned to her that we were assuming we were going to get an amazing camera in the new phones. And, and so, we did. yep, yes. I think her first step may be to go to the Pro Max phone. Mm-hmm. And that may be a good compromise to get the Pro Max and the 12.9, right? Instead of getting the Pro Max and the Mini and the 12.9. But I think if she had the two devices, she could read on the 12.9 when she wanted the massive screen. And that Pro Max screen is big enough mm-hmm. over her Pro that it might be a little easier on her eyes. So that's what I kind of talked her through. What do you think about all that? So there's a new feature too that may be beneficial to all photographers, right? And um, without any spoilers, we're not going to talk about it, but it's basically an easier way to manage those large file sizes, right? You don't have to keep that stored on the phone. You can actually uh, be able to transfer it on the go, which, which, you know what I mean? It will go a long way depending on how she, you know, uses and what hardware she uses or whatever during the uh, the events that she photographs. But if she's going to go with the phone, man, this may streamline her whole entire process. So, yes, a week ago, I would have been same page with you. Definitely an iPad Pro, uh, the 12.9 inch to be able to work and manage those photos and maybe some external storage. You know what I mean? To connect with that. But. Yeah, when we when we talk about this feature and and the improvements to the camera, um, she may want to go a different route too. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe just the iPhone 15, the Pro Max with uh, some external storage. Yeah, I mean, thing is, she's got a professional camera. Yeah, I think she just got a brand new one that cost her, you know, three iPhones. Yeah, the price of three <laughs> iPhones, right? So she's got that but she is a sucker for a good camera in her phone too because again it's just it's the camera that you have with you all the time and they go boating a lot you're not going to take that professional dslr right yes on the boat but you are going to take your iphone and so yeah let's talk about that i still think from an editing standpoint though having that 12.9 inch screen is just i i agree 100 with that 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 is that is the go-to device for for all professionals if she's doing video editing and and you know photo editing and and you know editing for her you know even if she's doing uh you know social media posts and things like that to be able to create content to to advertise herself she can't go wrong with the ipad pro all right well let's just go ahead and dive in now this is going to be a pretty raw episode because we're just kind of throwing what we've seen what notes we took again we have not other than I spent some time looking at the store to validate when pre-orders and stuff were, yes. we have not, I haven't gone to Twitter. I haven't gone into any of the bloggers. I haven't listened to any podcasts and I will do plenty of that. I'm super excited about it. Plenty yes. of that over the next few days. So, but Jason, something that made you smile, put aside the hardware announcements, something that made you smile. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at my notes. I'm usually pretty critical about the landscaping at Apple Park. <laughs> I don't know why I always mention this in like the last few keynotes um, over the past two or three years. Uh, the, the, the yard has just been really rough there. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the, 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 the season or, or whatever it is. But today, if we can do a landscape check, <laughs> an update, it looked pretty good, at least in the area that they were recording in. That was one, I think it was WWDC for 2022. I mean, they they filmed it in like this large field, this large opening, and it was, uh, it, it looked terrible, but looked pretty good today. So landscaping, I'll give them a, a A- nice. for today. 
So, <laughs> well, and we won't go into this in depth, but I'm going to give you two. The first one for me was the video right off the bat talking about the safety features. Yes. And, you know, it was, was it five or six people that got a, an extra birthday that they wouldn't have gotten yes. without their devices? So I know some people think that's cheesy, it's marketing, but the reality is, I don't care if it is, these devices are saving lives. And yes. um, I mentioned this to you via text when we were watching the show. I said, this is one of the reasons that it would make it hard for me to want to get out of the Apple ecosystem yep. is to have to give up these features. So that yep, was yep. one. And then can we talk about the video about Mother Nature? Yeah, that and was a really cool video. <laughs> this was all about carbon footprint, right? Now, spoiler on this, the, all of the Apple Watches going forward are carbon neutral. They've gone a long ways to making these phones recycled materials and all of that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. that video was just phenomenal. Now, for those of you that didn't watch the event, I'm sure that segment will somehow pop up on YouTube really soon. You mm -hmm. need to go watch it. It was, what, five or six minutes talking yeah. about all of their initiatives. But they brought in Mother Nature, and uh, she was pretty critical. And uh, yes. just kind of rolling her eyes and talk through all their stuff. But I got to say, it was pretty darn funny because she was cutting people off. I mean, she asked the one guy if he was really going to try and educate Mother Nature on how photosynthesis worked. Yeah. Right? And they asked her how the weather was coming in. And she's like, well, the weather was whatever I wanted it to be. Right? So yeah. I liked it. And then the one guy, she's like, are you really going to go carbon neutral? And she called him Brando because he had on a big leather jacket. and. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, yep. yeah, I think a, a lot of, you know, production quality in that in that video um just to talk about, you know, their their environmental initiatives and stuff like that and man, I think that's a really good move by Apple and it's going to force other companies to kind of follow suit with that. And we already see a little bit of that, right? Com other companies making a big deal about the uh the packaging and the uh, the materials that they put in it, in their device and you know we started seeing that with Apple years ago, right? Even before this, this whole push to be uh, 100% in what is it, 2030, even before that, they were already using recycled material in MacBooks and, and um, some of their accessories and things like that. The packaging already started going to um, recycle materials and stuff. So yeah, um, a really cool video just to push that, that uh, initiative. Well, to make people more aware of it because they're, they're definitely pushing towards that themselves. I mean, they were able to do something light and fun, still get the message across, mm -hmm. and show the progress that they're making. And it's because they're making progress that they could do it fun, right? I mean, yes. if they hadn't been making any progress, there's no way that you get to that you get to have that kind of fun with sustainability and all that kind of stuff. And you know, we kind of knew this, we'll talk about this, but they were going to announce some changes in materials and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I thought it was great. I thought that made me smile. Not as much as the Snoopy yes. watch face, which by the way, I still <laughs> every once in a while see an animation I haven't seen yet. Yes. So I switched and, back. So you had mentioned, uh, you mentioned last week about um, using the, um, the photos that we take. Right. And, uh -huh. and 
now using it with the widgets and stuff makes it better so i'm like let me give that a shot so last week i was using uh photos of my family and stuff like that some some actual photos that i've taken and uh using it with the uh in conjunction with the widgets and stuff and i gotta tell you i really like that too i just switched back to snoopy like yesterday but uh yeah yeah so that was a good tip that i took from you that um that that really uh really worked out for me well i need you to pay attention next time it's raining because it is supposed to um it's supposed to interact with the weather at least okay. i heard a rumor like if it's raining it's going to show that the that it's raining okay so i would like to see if that is really the case so yeah yeah really really loving this watch face yeah me too so okay so let's let's dive in now and talk about what was actually announced and we'll start with the phone then we'll go to the watch then we'll go to some of the the other stuff and um and see how that goes fair enough yeah so we're gonna start with the 15 right and the 15 plus yeah 15 and we'll break this out 15 and 15 plus then the 15 pro and 15 pro max which is a spoiler because there was debate about that Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's start with the 15 and 15 Pro, and I'll just kind of give you my general impression, then Jason, let you start taking us through this, but boy, they got done talking about all the advancements and advantages in the 15 itself, and I'm like, holy cow, that's actually a lot of stuff, and remember, I'm on, a, I'm on a 12 Pro, right, and so I'm guessing that that 15 is probably a better phone than my 12 Pro. Yeah. <laughs> so I would think so. If anything, 15 is a better number than 12 anyway. So, <laughs> but it yeah. is, it is. And, you know, we, we talk and, and I'm sure we're not going to be the only, you know, podcast you hear this from, but, you know, we always hear that it's not much of a jump, right? If you're on a 14, then it's really no big deal to move into a, you know, if you were originally on a 13, don't move to the 14, you, you know, skip a couple of generations, but this one actually had enough improvements to where if you were on a 14, you may want to consider upgrading to the 15. You know what I mean? If you depended on your phone that much, if you used it for work and things like that. But definitely over the 12, it's, it's light years better. Yeah. So take us through, Jason, what are some of the standout things that you had down here? And then I'll, um, I'll kind of fill in anything that... Yeah. So some of the some of the things that really stood out to me was the screen on this thing is really nice, right? It's, it's leaps and bounds over the, the 12, 13, and, and even the 14. It's a really nice screen. And oh, some of these upgrades we expect, right? Every year we expect for the phone to be, the, the, the screen to be better and the processor to be faster and the camera to be better. But usually they're just an incremental, you know, speed bump. But the screen on this thing is, is really a good improvement. And um, twice as bright. Way, yeah, twice, twice as bright, bright, I think, is what they said. Yeah, yeah, which is which is crazy. You know, they usually give like, oh, it's twenty five percent brighter or something like that. Oh, it's fifty percent brighter than than the previous generation. So, the screen on this thing is going to look amazing, right? Um, so this may be skipping to a, a different part of the conversation. Uh, we can men- we can talk more about this later. But she mentioned about the iPhone uh, retaining its value more than any other phone, right? right. We talked last week about. Um, going ahead and reserving and I hope some of you guys took that advice and, and go ahead and reserve 
or get these quotes for some of your trading values, right? To lock those prices in. But uh, she was 100% right. The iPhone, you know, even though the current model is going to take a hit now that we know this one is coming next week, uh, it's still going to have more value than any other phone that's on the market, right? You'll sell this uh, iPhone or trade it in and still get more, uh, um, you know, value towards your new phone than you would any other device. So uh, we'll, we'll admit more on that, too, because they talked about a trade in program um, that that um, uh, we didn't get much details on. But we're going to go into detail about that. Well, I can tell you what those are. Those trade in programs yeah. are the typical carrier ones where you sign up for two or three years mm -hmm. and they credit back the payment on the phone every month. So they'll, they'll come in and say, like, I'm looking at one right now. There's up to $1,000 trade in value on AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon. Yes. But that means you have to take that over three Okay, years. so this won't be towards the value of purchasing the phone. I thought this was through Apple. So these are carrier-based. Uh, these are all carrier-based. No, I just ran. Okay. So I just looked, just looking at buying the 15 Pro, right? My 12 Pro would be $360 worth of trade-in value, which Not considering bad. that it's now a, as three full generations behind, that's pretty good yeah, from a, is. a retention. So, but yeah, no, those carrier, those carrier deals are good if you're willing to get locked into that carrier for the three years or you know that if you're going to go somewhere else, you're going to have to pay it off mm -hmm. before you can go. Because they don't say, okay, the price is, you know, $1,000, we'll give you, you will only charge you $200 for the phone know what they do is they say i want you to go for three years and so every month we'll put a credit on your bill which is the same amount as the charge we would have made you for your monthly payment on the yes. cell phone so if your cell phone's 30 dollars a month they're giving you a credit every month for 30 bucks okay okay well still might not be a bad thing to consider you know what i mean if we're talking yeah. about getting the most out of your your trade-ins or if you're not going to go the hand-me-down route then um yeah, definitely something you should consider. So look into it. Um, another thing, uh, you know, uh, as usual, like we say, we expect improvements with the camera, right? But they've actually packed some pro level, some pro level camera features in the, the entry level phone, which is the, the iPhone 15, right? So some features that are on the 14 Pro, you know, from, from last year that right. you would have only got on a pro phone. Now they're available in the 15. And one of the, uh, the features that stood out to me the most was being able to switch that focus after the photo is taken, right? They showed an example of uh, someone taking a picture of two people, one in the foreground, one standing in the background behind the table and actually have it being able to go and just edit the photo and switch the focus to the person standing in the background is an amazing feature for an entry level phone. You know what I mean? So, We'll talk about the camera on the Pro and, and the Pro Max later, but you know, even if you just wanted a better camera, man, the iPhone 15 and the 15 Plus, um, they really packed yeah. an awesome camera into that device. Um, yeah, I mean, it's essentially last year's Pro camera moved yes. into there with some enhancements, I think. Yes, yes, with, like. the, with a few enhancements, a few things that um, uh, I don't think that I'm currently able to do, but um, I need to dive more into it to, just to play around with it some more. So... Uh, connectivity, you know, we use the location thing a lot and being able to improve that, that connection distance, um, you know, when you're in the same, you know, building or facility or something like that, uh, to be able to, to guide you directly to the person when, when walking to them, that's, uh, 
that's going to be a huge improvement too, right? Everyone's always trying to find someone in the crowd. So uh, uh, that was one of the things that stood out to me. And imagine this for a second, Greg. Apple finally improved the call quality on a phone, <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this is something basic. Who makes basic. phone calls on their phone? Yeah, who uses it for the phone anymore? But, you know... Uh, yeah, improving that call quality is another thing. Now, I don't understand why this is not on by default. Uh, so they introduced a new feature called voice isolation, right? Anyone that's, that's uh, up on, the, on tech and keeping up with things, this is similar to that adaptive audio that's in the iPods, right? The, uh, the iPod Pros. So this is just going to be able to take all of the background noise out and focus in on the voice as you're speaking to someone. So they'll just be able to hear you clearly and not the jackhammer going or the trucks passing by in the background or you're at a football game and everyone's yelling and cheering. It'll just pick up your voice and send that through to the uh, the person you're speaking to. So I don't know why this is on not on by default other than probably the battery life. Right. It's probably going to use um, yeah. a lot of processing power to to isolate your voice and all that. And it'll probably just kill the battery. Right. But something good to look forward to for the future. You know what yeah. I mean? When, when battery life improves on these devices, this may be a feature that you won't have to toggle on and off uh, in a noisy environment or something like that. But that is a really cool feature that's, that's coming to, again, we're talking about just an entry level phone. You know what I mean? I would expect all of this on the pro and the, uh, the pro max, but on iPhone 15, this is really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so a couple of other things. Dynamic Island coming down to yes. the regular phones. Um, they announced some new colors. And then from a design standpoint, everything's getting rounded edges, which we had heard mm -hmm. about. A single piece of, of back glass. I hadn't thought about that, which they said actually makes it easier to replace, replace. the back glass, So, yeah. which is crazy because it's like $500 to mm -hmm. replace the back glass on a phone. So those are pretty good. And then. Um, the SOS, so we talked about safety features, so satellite SOS and um, a new feature they called roadside assistance SOS, which is basically a text service that won't go to first responders, but it'll go to, you know, a AAA or something yeah, like that. Tow that's truck also coming. If you're out of gas yep. or something like that, yeah. That's all coming down, and they said free for two years with the iPhone 15. So, um, and then I'm guessing you'd have to pay for it, a subscription after that, but. We'll see on that. And then everybody saw this coming, USB-C. Yes. Right? So now one cable charges your phone, your iPad, your MacBook. Great. And I noticed this because they announced the, we'll talk about them in a minute, but they, this is when they talked about the AirPods. They also talked about how you can actually charge your AirPods from your phone. Yes. So you plug that USB-C cable in and it'll allow you to charge it from from your phone yes so, which is pretty cool so the ipad pro max could already do this um I, I well i know you have a mini with with the lightning with the lightning connector on it so i was always able to charge my airpods and and the phone too from the uh from the uh from the ipad pro so that this is a, a welcome feature for the iphone because that's what you're going to have most of the time right you basically you're carrying around an extra battery with you to to charge up you know, little devices right. and stuff like that really quick. So yeah, really, really cool feature. It's a welcome feature to the iPhone. Yeah. And it's saying Apple watch or AirPods, which will be great. Yes. So 
So I wonder if you could place your iPhone on a wireless charger and plug your Apple Watch charger into the phone and have them both be charging simultaneously. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a cool feature to have, especially when traveling, right? That'll eliminate a lot of extra, you know, hardware you have to carry around with chargers and stuff. So, yeah, I'm wondering if that'll work. Really cool if it did. All right, so from a cost standpoint, they're the same, 799 yes. and 899, no changes on the cost. Pre-orders start this Friday. Again, we mentioned that 5 a.m. Pacific time and with the first devices shipping on the 22nd yes. of September. So real quick, and before we move on from that, let me just say, I really love what they put inside the phone, right? I'm really impressed with, with the value that they're giving you, right? And the prices didn't change, right? Uh, also to the, um, the, the level, uh, uh, the storage levels didn't change as well. So you still have the same storage, but the price didn't change and you get a lot more value. But the outside of the phone, I'm not impressed with. This is, if I'm ranking the iPhones, uh, you know, how my most favorite to, to, uh, to my least, this has to be at, at, towards the bottom. You know, it's not quite iPhone 3 and 3GS, but um, it, it's definitely no iPhone 4 or 4S. It, it, is, it is way down the list for me. Well, I'll be curious to see, you know, when I get my hands on something and see how that goes. So yes, I will say from a price standpoint, so they were talking, there was an article out there. I don't know if it was nine to five Mac or Mac rumors or, you know, something like that came in and said that, Hey, look, if you start adjusting, they went back like to the iPhone 10 and forward mm -hmm. and adjusted all of those prices for inflation for today. Mm -hmm. This is the cheapest iPhone that they've had in a long time. Yeah. Even on the pro level. So just the fact that from an infl inflation standpoint, we'll talk about the change in price on one of the devices, but the fact that they didn't change anything here, I'm pretty surprised. And the change they did make when we get to it and talk about it, I think it's more than justified. And uh, I was surprised that it wasn't a little more than that too. So, Yeah. And remember a few weeks ago too, the rumors were flying around. Oh, it's going to be $30 more, $50 more. It's going to be a huge price increase and no price increase. So, yeah. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah. 15 Pro? Yep. So this one, I think, aesthetically, I think it looks a little better than the 15 and the, and the, and the 15 uh, Plus, right? But still not, not too happy with the colors, not too happy with the rounded edges, although I know that's something that people have been, been wanting from an iPhone, they want those rounded edges back. Um, I'm more of a fan of those sharp edges. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I just, on the outside, I'm not too impressed. But definitely on the inside is a completely different story now, what they packed into this thing. So starting with the material, they confirmed that your iPhone can officially work on Mars because the titanium that they're using is the same that they use in the Mars rover, right? So that's pretty cool. I'm on my really way. Light. I got my yep. ticket. <laughs> yep, you can use it on Mars now. So, you know, from a from a material standpoint, and they talked about, you know, the uh, some of the aluminum body being uh, on the inside being recycled material and all of that as part of the, the push that they got. But um, just from a material standpoint, you know, I, I'm liking the the titanium on the outside. What do you think? 
Yeah, and I like that it's brushed. Um, yes. I'm a fan of brushed. Um, I don't know if you remember. Remember the matte black iPhone? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they'd bring that back because that was so nice and stuck in your hand a little better too. But yeah, I think it looks... I think that titanium around the edges, I never got the stainless steel watch because I'm just not a big fan of that. So, And the Apple Watch Ultra I'm looking at, it's not really brushed. It's more like beaded, mm-hmm. but it does have some texture, right? And so yeah. I like that, that it's going to have that. So I think it's going to be a huge improvement over the, um, over the stainless steel yes. on the outside of the Pro phones. Now, it's aluminum on the regular phones, but... It was stainless on the 14 and earlier Pro levels mm-hmm. of phone. And what that does is it means that this is the lightest Pro models ever. And one yes. of the reasons, and I don't want to get into this because I'm not a, a scientist on this stuff, but they're actually using titanium for the casing, but they're using aluminum on the inside. Mm-hmm. And they found a way to forge the two together, right, that makes it stronger. And so this is super light. And... Based on what they said, we'll have to see. I haven't looked at the specs, but it also sounds like the physical size of these is a little bit smaller too, even though the screen sizes are still the same. So they're not Mm -hmm. quite as wide. They're not quite as tall because they were able to reduce down the size of the edges. So instead of expanding the screen size, they reduced the physical size of the the device. And some of that is due to to the titanium. So... um, so I like that. Um, I do find it interesting they didn't anodize to get the colors. I don't know why, but they said they put a special coating on. That's where the color comes from, but it's also supposed to provide extra strength and protection. Yeah, I'm all for this because I'd really like to go caseless, although their colors left a lot to be <laughs> desired. If I'm really honest, the blue is probably the best looking of the bunch, but I'm never going to buy it. Yeah. So um, anyway, so yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. I, I I think so too. But you know, I remember having a conversation you and I years ago. Years ago, it was it was at the wireless counter. It was uh, I can't remember what version. I think it was a seven or seven plus that came out. And we talked about how it felt like a toy, right? You like for your devices to feel more bulky, more substantial yep. in your hand, and not so thin that you can just snap it in half, right? You remember that conversation? So yep. I'm a little worried. Even though it's titanium and they made it thinner, I'm a little worried that it's going to have that same cheapy, like hollow feeling to it. You know what I mean? Now I know the battery and the camera and, and all the other hardware they put in adds weight to it. But yeah, uh, I'm curious to hold it in my hand to see if it has that same, you know, flimsy feeling to it that the 7 and uh, 7 Plus had. I think it got heavier with the 8 and 8 Plus or, or, or 8S or, or I can't remember the name at the time, but. Um, yeah, so as long as it doesn't have that, as long as it doesn't feel like a toy, um, then we should be okay. That was the problem with the 6 and 7 Pluses, because they were so long, yep. and it was just all aluminum, right? That, I mean, if I wanted to, I could have bent those. Yeah. Just in yeah. one hand, probably. Yeah, Because it's just, so. it's just just the way it was. So yeah, I agree with you on that. So the next thing I have is uh, Goodbye Switch and Hello Action Button which was kind of one of the early rumors, right? We kind of knew this yep. was coming. Uh, highly customizable. You know, I always wanted a, an easier way to be able to get to the camera, right? I, I always end up recording, like, the end of something going on that, you know, 
I miss a play or something on the football field and just uh, being able to hit that button. Uh, so customizing it to, to the camera, along with a ton of other things, including uh, shortcuts. You know, if you are a fan of shortcuts or you created shortcuts, you can customize the button to use your shortcuts. Um, but yeah, being able to tap that button to access your camera or recordings or anything that you set it to, um, I think that that's a good trade-off from losing that button, right? I know a lot of yeah. people are going to complain. People will complain about anything. A lot of people are going to complain about missing that switch, right? It's been on every iPhone since the first iPhone. And yeah, we're going to miss the switch just like we missed the home button, just like we missed the headphone jack, just like we missed any other feature that, uh, uh, that they pull off of the iPhone. So yeah, I agree. We'll miss the switch, but I think this is going to be a good trade-off having this programmable action button. Yeah, a couple of things I keyed into on this. I couldn't really figure out what because they just threw a bunch of icons up on the screen as to <laughs> what you could access with it. So we'll have to dig into that. But you get visual feedback through the dynamic island. Mm -hmm. And then by default, it will be a mute switch. Yes, right? it still or a has button. the same function. But they said the words press and hold. So here's what I'm hoping we get. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm hoping that we get, and I would love this on the action button on the watch on the ultra too, right? I would love to be able to say single click, double click, triple click, or long press, yes. right? And be able to program that to do different things, yeah. right? Because I actually do move my phone. I know some people don't, but I do move my phone between mute and sound I on do. a semi-regular basis. And so I'm going to want an easy way to do that. We'll have to see if we just do it through either maybe the back tap or you know, something like that. But mm -hmm. anyway, having this customizable button, I just hope in the long run, it's, you get more option than one. Yeah. I think they would have mentioned it if it is, but like you said, we'll dig into it some more. Because For now I think though, right? I mean, V1, yes. right? And I, it's, the other thing I'm thinking is maybe we don't get that until it's a, a not, it's a, a non-press button, like the trackpad, right? Where it's all haptic based, where yeah. it's a solid state button. And then it's one or two. You know, remember the old home button? You used to be able to do some of that kind of stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and they did mention haptic feedback too. So, the, uh, so even muting and unmuting it, you'll still get that slight vibration when you mute it and you, uh, I'm sorry, not mute, silence it and unsilence it. Because uh, it's still going to function the same, uh, at least initially, until you go in and actually manually change it to something that you would want to program it to. So, I'm looking forward to that too. That that's uh, I think that's a good feature. That's a welcome change. So, did you have any any hardware things you want to talk about before we go into gaming? Uh, well, USB C, right? So we yes. get USB three speeds, which is the first time. So that's going to be faster than any USB C. Then Lightning has been USB two kind of thing. Yes. So you know we're getting USB three speeds. Um. We'll hold off on the camera, mm -hmm. right? Because we'll come onto that. So let's talk about gaming. Well, here's the other thing. They're all titanium. So it's black titanium, white titanium, oh, yes, which actually looks really good. I'm surprised you're not drooling over the white titanium because yeah, that it looks is the pretty best good, Jason. One. It yeah. is. This is the best looking one. <laughs> Blue titanium and then just raw titanium, right? Which is basically the same color as the Apple Watch Ultra. So that was good. Um, so let's talk about the chipset and gaming. So a lot of the chipset, and, and it is, it is a, 
much improved chip, right? Um, so without boring everybody with the specs and stuff, because I know uh, it got really technical, you know what I mean? And, and you and I both, we kind of, we'll tune that out and then we'll dive into it. But on this chip, certain parts of the chip are, are, is going to handle certain operations, right? Like certain common uh, operations that you do daily. Um, it's going to handle that at a certain part of the chip and free up some of the more, um, the more uh, intense processing power for other things. And, and they didn't say specifically, but I'm assuming like background app refresh or things like that, multitasking. And, and you know, when you leave an app running, none of the uh, common tasks like switching on lights or, or making quick notes or opening and closing certain apps are going to take away any of that processing power. So that that's pretty good for a phone, right? You would expect that, that sort of thing in like an iPad or a MacBook or something like that. So to bring that kind of functionality into a phone, I think that's a really big deal. You know what I mean? I think that'll, that'll kind of justify having this single device as your main driver, at least when you're out traveling and stuff like that. I, you know, a phone is not going to be a laptop replacement, but if you can still have all of your phone functions and still be able to handle most of that more powerful thing, uh, 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 those most more powerful processes, then, hey, I'm all for that. I think that's a, a, a pretty good move by Apple to put that type of processor in the phone. Yeah, and the way they, the way they show that off is games. Yes. Right? And yes. so I know you, you're way more into this stuff than I am, but I can't remember the name of it, but it would look like a post-apocalyptic rebellion sort of game. Um, that they said is coming early next year, and I was like, "Oh, that looks yeah, really yeah. good." So they actually announced a couple of AAA titles that that were console only, right? If anybody that's a gamer, you've heard of Resident Evil, right? And you've heard of Assassin's Creed. Now these were console only games that are going to run natively on the iPhone. No, no hardware dock, no adapters, no anything like that. You'll be able to run uh, Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil: The Village right on your phone. And man, that knocked my socks off, right? Because I'm looking at my notes here as I'm taking notes as, as we're going. And I put a few spaces before, I'll be interested in mobile gaming when we can dock the iPhone like the Switch and play on the TV, right? I put that a few uh, uh, few sections before. And then again, the announcements with Resident Evil and, and Assassin's Creed. And uh, it's a spinoff of The Division coming early next year. I mean, that really knocked my socks off. To be able to have that processing power on a phone is, is amazing. Now, I still want to be able to dock it like my, like my Switch and play on the TV with my Xbox or PlayStation controller. But even if I'm on the go, if I just want to co complete a certain mission or something like that, uh, you know, I'll, you'll be able to do that from the phone. So and gaming, they did show an Xbox controller, right? So you can connect your Xbox controller to the phone. It's still just a small screen. Yeah, yeah. So the Series S, uh, the Series S, uh, Series X, and the Xbox S, Series S, no, Xbox One S, <laughs> One X, and One S, uh, come with a Bluetooth version of the controller. Yeah, they, they, I don't know why they named the system so similar. They, they really, they really didn't think that through. But uh, it comes with a Bluetooth controller, and from that system up, you can pair those, uh, those controllers directly to the. Uh, to the uh, iPhone and iPad and stuff like that, Apple TV, uh, any any Bluetooth device. So yeah, Apple. We mentioned that though with the WWDC, they're making a huge push towards gaming, right? There's a lot of stuff that they didn't announce with those studios that they announced at WWDC that they're working with, 
And uh, yeah, Apple wants to, they want to give Xbox a run for their money when it comes to gaming. So, Well, and this should give you, or give all of us hope that, because most likely spring or first half of next year, there will be a new iPad. Mm-hmm. And the chip will be based on the same chip that's going in, this A17, yes. right? So that means, I mean, there you go, right? Play, uh, play that Division game on yep. a 12.9-inch iPad Pro with that OLED screen and a, a controller. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sounds pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, again, um, you know, just just the value that they packed into this phone, it, it just makes you understand why they're saying like, this is the cheapest, you know, iPhone ever. Just, you know, they, they really jam packed this thing on the inside outside. Still not too impressed, but <laughs> the inside is definitely worth it. So let's talk about the camera. And I was joking around that cause they go into a lot of technical specs. And I thought it was interesting that every image that they threw up on the screen, they put in exactly how they took the picture there was a little box that showed the apertures and all that kind of stuff and yes my eyes glaze over and all i hear was phone take good picture yeah right <laughs> and so um but there are some really good things so improved main camera improved ultra wide camera mm-hmm. um can capture spatial video that's 3d video right that'll be available later this year that's to be able to play it back on the vision pro right i don't know anywhere else yes. that you're going to be able to play that back but, but you can capture it starting later this year so that if you ever do get a Vision Pro, you'll already have some 3D video that goes in onto it. So yeah, um, the main camera, the stuff that I, I think is interesting, but I don't want to go into is they've put a new coating on the lens to try and reduce the lens flare, which yep, would be great because I have that problem taking, you know, some of the landscape pictures that I take. Um, they've got different resolutions that you can set at with super high being a default. So you mm-hmm. can set those and say, Hey, I want to change the resolution default. Cause this is what works for me. And then these different, different focal lengths as well. And that goes for the main camera to a certain extent for the ultra wide camera, which can go in and do the macro. But Jason, talk to us, talk us through the zoom because that's the, that's the new thing, right? The, yeah. the new yeah. zoom capabilities on both phones, two different kinds of Zoom, but both of them got some improvements on Zoom. Yes. So, and this is one of those ones when we talked in the rumor show, <clears throat> I can't wait to see this thing in action, right? And from the pictures that they show, they're professional photographers and all that. Of course, they're going to be perfect pictures, but I want to see how my wife takes advantage of using the Zoom. You know what I mean? When we're at a sports games or, or something like that. But so, you know, from from what I understand, Usually to make this happen in like the more powerful DSLR cameras, they, they, it's longer, right? It's an attachment that you put on the front and it's, it's, you know, three or four or five inches in length that you add to the device. Well, this uses mirrors on the inside of the, of the, uh, the, that whole camera housing to kind of bounce light back and forth. It kind of ricochets on the inside of the device to give that same, uh, uh, that same effect as using that three or four inches that you use on a DSLR. So it makes the images clearer, right? You can zoom in further and get a clearer image. Um, a wider image, um, if I understand, on the Pro model, right? Not the, uh, not the, uh, the 15, but you can get a wider image uh, uh, at a further, uh, uh, a further zoom. Uh, the example that they used was 
they took a picture on the mountainside, right? You can see all the hills and the, and the valleys and the mountaintops, and you can actually see uh, sort of in the foreground the actual shingles on top of the houses and stuff like that. Uh, so basically just um, a, a wider image uh, with a further zoom. And again, I'm not a photographer. Uh, I take some pretty good pictures from time to time, but, <laughs> you know, it's look, it, it is looking like, uh, and I put here at the top, as usual, the camera alone and not an iPhone Pro makes the purchase worth it, right? If you're a photographer, if you're you're like me, you just like to take nice pictures or whatever, and you're in the market for a new phone, the camera alone makes it worth it, right? And then you get an awesome phone that's going to be better this year. <laughs> you get all of the awesome features with the gaming and stuff like that. You get uh, you know, this premium hardware and stuff. So, um. I know the, the, the listener you had the question from earlier already has the professional equipment, you know, to take pictures at weddings and stuff like that. But if this is something you wanted to get into, uh, if you're thinking about, hey, I need to start taking uh, uh, photography more serious or whatever, then this is a no brainer on the camera alone. Yeah. Now the pro models right now, because I mean, even on my 12 Pro, I only have 2x optical. Now you can go much mm -hmm. higher on digital zoom, but the digital zoom terrible. is just yeah, it's just bad. So, but now on the Pro, not the Pro Max, but on the Pro, you're going to get 3x zoom. Mm -hmm. And on the Pro Max, you're going to get 5x optical zoom. So, which is, you know, you're going from two to five. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we thought it was going to be a periscope going down the body, but it's just yes. four reflections that go the width or the depth of the phone. And yes. um, so it's not that periscope lens that we assumed it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And they called it something different. Of course they did, right? But yeah. the other thing that I noticed in there, because I don't have the video and optical stabilization on the 12 that came after, they said this is their most advanced stabilization. So mm -hmm. you're talking about um, anytime those micro movements, it says it can make up to 10,000 adjustments a second yes. to keep your video and your photo stable, which is, is going to be a huge thing for me. So... Um, I was pretty excited about this. I'm like you. I just want to take good pictures, yes. right? And I want to have tools to be able to take the pictures that I want. I actually don't do a ton with pictures. Um, well, because you send me some awesome photos when you go on your ride. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing these photos on this 15 yep. Pro. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about so that. Say, but I don't, have, I don't have a terabyte of photos, right? I mean, yeah. um, it's just I'm more into the music. And, you know, my music on my phone is about 10x the amount of photos that I have on my phone. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree. I, I'm like you. I'm not really, I like to take nice photos, but I'm not really a photographer or, or you know, anything like that. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this thing in action. Um, we always expect for the camera to be improved every year. And uh, this year has me excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to the stabilization too, like you mentioned. So instead of it going left and right, now it can go up and down. It can go in four directions, yeah. right? And it, yep. it's it's uh, it's really a huge improvement. They showed a, a brief little video of it kind of moving inside. Now I know those movements are exaggerated. You probably couldn't see it with the human eye, but they kind of showed an example of how it's going to function, and uh, looks really cool. All right, so logistics-wise, same thing. Pre-order this Friday. Available on the twenty-second. Now the pro stays the same. $999 yes. for the Pro. The Max jumps by $100 yes. 
But, and this is the but, I am surprised about this. Mm-hmm. There's no more 128 gigabyte entry level storage. Mm-hmm. It's 256. So that's the exact same price as the 256 Max would have been last year. Yes. Now, I did notice, because I went in a look, because there's part of me that's considering going up to 512 just because I'm going to start storing more video and more photos and stuff like that. It's not a $100 jump between these, so it's $200. So if you're going to go up to 512, oh, it's 13. That. Yep, it's 1399. If you're going to go up to a terabyte, it's 1599. So they have increased those prices, mm-hmm. but the entry level at 256 is the same and honestly that's where probably most people are going to get the max. Yeah. Um I'll be debating that and some of that may come down to uh our conversation about the watch. So Yeah. Yeah. So a, a couple of more things too we mentioned about the camera. Um being able to instantly transfer large files and videos as you record um using that USB-C, right? USB-C 3 that that they included on the uh on the iPhone now. Um Man, for photographers that are constantly on the go, you know, think about it. You can go with the 256 model, still have your music, your, 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 your personal photos and things like that on the camera. And then your professional life, you can transfer all of that directly to a MacBook or external storage, as they put it. You know, I'm sure it's limited as to which device. I'm pretty sure it has to be USB 3 or something like that. You won't be able to uh, connect a flash drive or anything to it, I'm sure. Um, but... To be able to film and record ProRes video uh, uh, directly to a hard drive using a phone, and that's, that's going to be yeah. amazing, right? Well, you can and film they talked movies about... and stuff like that, you know, movie yep. scenes and stuff like that with, uh, yeah. with an iPhone. They talked about being able to swap hard drives as you go, right? Yes. So it's not this whole production to do that. So I want to see how they get that done. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. If you're a creator, this has got to be on your list to consider. Yep. And then and then macro photography again, that's not something we're into, but you know, more details and a smaller picture, it's it's always a good thing. So, you know, they showed a what was it, a butterfly or something on a flower, and I think that's what most people that do macro photography, they're out in nature and capturing things like that anyway. So um some pretty good features coming your way too, if that's your sort of thing. All right, Jason, anything else on the phone? No, no, that was pretty much it. Again, uh, not too impressed with the outside, the way it looks, but definitely I'm, I'm impressed with the inside. I love it. I'm impressed all around, uh, mostly because I'm using a three-year-old phone and yes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, Anything. Okay, Jason, let's talk about the watch. Now, just for context, remember that I was hopeful that this was going to be a slam dunk decision Mm -hmm. for me. And uh, so let's do this. I'm going to have you talk us through the Series 9 and maybe some of the new bands, like because I know you got really excited about some of the Nike stuff. Yes. And then I'll cover the Ultra 2 because I need to talk out loud about the Ultra 2. Yep, yep. I'm with you. I I have to vent. So... You know, with the Apple Watch, the Series 9, there's, there's no surprises, right? It, it had all of the improvements that we thought it was going to have, right? A better processor, um, some new colors, you know, things like that. We, 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 knew, we knew we're on the way, right? But 
one of the things we mentioned last week was we knew Apple was getting rid of the, the, the leather, right? And all of their bands, cases, and things like that. We knew they were coming with some kind of synthetic material, but we just weren't sure how the build quality was going to look with, with, with this thing. And now uh, they're calling it this fine woven, um, fine woven uh, material. And it looks good, right? It has the quality level that we thought Apple was going to put into having a, a cheaper material. Now, it didn't affect the price any. But, uh, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course not. But at least we're getting the quality that we thought we were going to get, you know, with them replacing leather. So um, the, the Series 9, let me, uh, let me pull up the colors. So there's a new pink color. I know that one, that one stood out because I'm like, okay, that kind of confirmed that we were getting a pink iPhone. So uh, the uh, there's a new pink one. Oh, give me one second here. Uh, it does have a brighter screen. Of course, we knew that was coming. Uh, again, no, no surprises there. So uh, the new S9 SIP, uh, chip that they have is uh, going to allow a new feature that I'm going to talk about. But of course, this is going to be it's going to make it faster. Um, it's going to make the um, the menus and stuff more smoother, you know, when you're transitioning through the menus uh, on the uh, the new version of watchOS. Um, the uh, the new feature that's, that's, that this new chip is going to allow is called Double Tap, right? And basically what it's going to allow you to do is that when you only have one free hand, and that's your watch hand, you'll be able to raise your watch to unlock it and tap your index and your thumb together to activate uh, uh, certain features on the phone, uh, on the watch, right? So if you had to answer a call, you'll raise it, you see the call coming in, you can tap your fingers together twice, just double tap your fingers and it'll answer the call for you. Or if you're looking at the, uh, the watch face, double tap and it'll bring up your widgets or things like that. Yeah. And you can double tap to scroll through it. So uh, you mentioned when we, were, when we were chatting back and forth during the show, this is uh, just kind of uh, an extension of some of the accessibility features that you were already seeing right in, yeah. in the uh, uh on the watch so really cool um this one's a little more convenient basically it'll take over the function of tapping the main button that's on the screen at yes. the time right and so uh developers should be able to take advantage of it so it's going to be a tap the main button now what i use the double finger tap for today is to activate the assistive touch mode so if I double tap my fingers together, then I can do all of the single taps, the fist clench, the double fist clench. That gets me into all of those features. So I'm curious to see what that's gonna do to how they allow you to activate the assistive touch. If it's gonna have to be a double fist clench or mm -hmm. you know something like that to activate it because I can do what you're talking about now, but basic, so, because I was trying to figure this out. In order to get to the widgets on the home screen, I have to double pinch and then clench my fist. So it's two actions. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually double pinch and double clench. And then I have to scroll over to the, scroll the digital crown up by pinching and then clench. So it's like five actions in order to get the widgets up, right? But I can do it without touching my touching my watch. This is going to allow it to be done in a single. So much, much, much better. And they did say, we're going to start getting into my problem here, that this is enabled because of the new chip yep. set that they have in the phone. So I'll be curious to see how this interacts with, uh, 
with that assistive touch. And if anybody wants to know what assistive touch is about, let me know because I've been actually using it a ton lately. Yeah. So it still comes in in aluminum, right? And the starlight color, the pink color, and uh, it it disappoints me to say, but it seems like Apple's all in on this ugly blue. <laughs> yeah, ugly that blue midnight color. or whatever they call it. Yeah, the last few generations have had this ugly blue, so I don't think it's going anywhere soon. But if you like that blue, then then you know more power to you. It, it's really not a good looking. The red color. one's still the best color. That red yeah. is really good looking. The red one is is uh is definitely a good one, but and you know we talk. What are you gonna do with that red one when you're ready? To, I know. You know, <laughs> nobody's gonna want. I go that into red the watch. temple, which is you know pretty formal and a lot of white, and uh, I've got this blaring red yeah. watch sticking <laughs> out from underneath my white shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. So and uh so it also comes in stainless steel and it has to go the silver and um um I'm sorry one more colors I should have had I should have had these are already ready but um still some yeah really, there's light really good stainless options. and dark stainless I think are the only two oh no there's three there's gold yeah, silver and graphite third one yep and the graph oh that's right the 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 dark colored kind of charcoal looking which really looks good in Stainless steel, you know, I like that smoothness with the dark, you know, smoothness to it. So, um, but yeah, that, that new chip in it is probably the standout feature. Uh, that is, and again, a brighter screen. Um, but yeah, that, that new S9 chip is, is really the, the, that's what's going to set this watch apart from the Series 8 and, and older versions. But, you know, still no big deal. I think the big deal for me, again, was those watch bands, right? So Nike Plus is back with some really awesome looking bands, right? Made from some recycled materials. And uh, I think you and I typed at the same time, we have to get our hands on some of those bands <laughs> when they release. Yeah. So Nike Plus is back along with the, uh, with the new um, fine woven uh, uh, watch bands that... Uh, yeah. And they've got more colors now for the trail loop and the alpine loops. And yes. the ocean bands, um, the ocean bands. I noticed they're not the recycled carbon neutral ones. Everything yes. else seems to be because they're using recycled fibers and stuff like that. So, which is fine. I mean, got to start somewhere. So we mentioned too a few weeks ago, like why can't we go on Amazon and get these ocean bands in whatever color that we want? But Apple only offered, you know, a, a handful of colors. So. I guess they got the memo and said, hey, we need to start offering these because they're really nice bands. Uh, we need to start offering these in more colors. So we do have some more colors for the Alpine uh, Sport Loop and the Trail Loop. I mean, the, the Ocean and the uh, Trail Loop coming soon. So, But that was pretty much it for the uh, Apple Watch. Like I said, really no big deal. Um, but you want to talk about the Ultra? Because I think that kind of well, bothered both of us. Yeah, it does. So um, let me talk about one more. Uh, thing that comes from the new chipset, which is important to me um, because I go without, I go just watch only so much. Yes. And that is, this is now enabling Siri requests to be processed on device. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. That was a big deal. Yeah. I forgot about now, that. Now, I think it's a little bit inconsistent on my phone because sometimes I want to skip to the next song and it's trying to go back to the server somehow, which seems to me like that should be a basic one that should just be available. 
So I don't know. We'll see how good this is going to work. But mm -hmm. then also being able to access your health data via Siri and to log information like any sort of readings that you want to log to be able to do all of that with Siri because it's now processing it on device. Mm -hmm. That'll be available later next year. And they said English and Mandarin to start with on that. So that's a big deal because so I, I do watch only when I go out for walks and bike rides. And there's just a couple of areas. And one of them is a large part of my walking path that I have really, really bad cell phone signal. Mm -hmm. So I can't even use Siri to advance the song or any of those kinds of things. I'm reaching up and doing with my HomePod or with my AirPods. I know that's not a big deal, but, um, but I would like to be able to do that more. And so Siri processing on device to me is, is a big deal. Yes. Um, and then also they mentioned that Apple Watches, and I don't know if this will be Watch OS 10 or if this will be something specific to these, but better integration with the HomePod to be able to control the HomePods from your watch. So that was another one. Mm -hmm. So here's the challenge that I face with the Ultra 2. Those new features, right? And it's also got a brighter screen. Yes. They've got a new watch face that I don't know if they're going to put on the Ultra One that goes clear to the edge. Yes. <laughs> right? Yep. And um, But then you'd be able to set waypoints and interact with your watch via Siri, that double tap gesture. Um, there's an ambient light sensor built in to automatically activate dark mode. And mm -hmm. when it's dark but you don't have dark mode, it can go clear down to one nit. So clear, clear, clear down. Mm-hmm. Right. All of those things combined. Now, none of them are showstoppers. My Apple Watch Ultra is just fine and dandy. But if those things like the double tap gesture and some other stuff like the watch face and stuff, if they're not coming to my Ultra. It makes the Ultra 2 appealing. Yes. To me. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think the only thing that will make me stay on this watch is if I can get the double tap feature on here. I can do without the watch face, the, the modular face, even though the modular face currently is one of my favorite uh, watch faces. And yes, this one is clearly not just a blown up version of an older watch face. This one's made for the, for the Ultra. Uh, if we're not getting that, I can live with that. Uh, I, can, I can live without... Um, you, you know, uh, the, the new processor and stuff like that. But if I can't do the double tap feature, which I really want, because um, that, that will really change the way I use the watch too. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, it Especially really, when it you're really makes when me you're, mad. When you're making popcorn and you're trying to flavor the popcorn and your hands yep. are not in a position that you want to touch anything, right? Yep. Just to be able yep. to do all of that with your... Yeah, just yeah. just to be able to navigate the menus and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it really made me mad to to see first. It made me mad just seeing that there was an announcement for the Ultra Two, right? And then seeing the Ultra Two getting features that. Come on, man. We're just talking about software here. That that S nine chip. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a really nice chip, but the chip that you put in this should be able to handle that. You know, yeah, just as good. Now I know well, they said it senses things like your your blood, uh, the blood flow, and 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 uh, simple uh, you know light vibrations and stuff like that. But come on, this watch should yeah. be able to handle that just fine. I I agree with you, so I'm a little frustrated by that. But this watch chipset is like three years old. 
Yes. Right. I mean, this was not a new chipset last year. So this is the risk you run when you buy first gen yep. of a product, right? And so I think the watch face potentially comes to the Ultra One. But from what they talked about, they are insisting that it's the new chipsets that enable the double tap and the on-device Siri. Yes. And those are the two things that for me could significantly enhance what is already my favorite Apple right. device. Right. Right. So, and you, you mentioned too, I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but you, you're right. Having Siri to be able to process some of those tasks, tasks on the watch is, is awesome because for the, for me, the number one reason is the example that they used in, in the video when she said, getting Siri to open and close the garage. And I use that here almost daily as well as opening and uh, locking and unlocking the front door. And that is such a long process time, right? I'm pulling in the driveway or um, example, I, I walk to my, my daughter's bus stop and I always get Siri to unlock the door when we get to the driveway, right? That walk from the edge of the street all the way up to the front door, sometimes she hadn't even unlocked the door yet. You know what I mean? So we're standing there for a few extra seconds. You know what I mean? And, and again, I don't have a huge house, but if they can make that faster and not have to send that through cellular, through the cloud, or connecting to my Wi-Fi because it reaches to the driveway and, and send it through the cloud and then back down. Yeah, you're right. I think that, to me, it, it would be a reason to upgrade. Now, that's going to depend on a lot with trade-in value, too, with my, with my current Ultra. All right. So, you want me to tell you that right now? Because I already looked. Yes. 380 bucks. So the Ultra become is a $420 purchase after trade-in. Yeah, that's a no-go for me. I would need to be well north of 500 trade-in for, for me to pull the trigger. I, <laughs> that's disappointing. That is, that is one of the things that I have saved in my saves list mm -hmm. is the, um, the Ultra 2. And, of course, I got different band, but... So yeah, so if I add in a trade-in and I go to my Ultra, yes, everything's true because you know how I keep my devices. Mm -hmm. So it's 380 bucks. Okay. That's a little disappointing for me. So I, um, I probably won't be going Ultra 2. So I'll well, take the my, good news my, is you know you can order it now and it's available. You can order these now. I mean, this is one that's available right now. Both of the watches are. Okay. There's no pre-order. There's none of that kind of stuff. So, and I'm still looking. Um, and uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I think it's still showing for uh, purchase on. Um, for arrival on the 22nd. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it is, it's one of those ones that's going to be available pretty soon. Well, or, or right away, day one. Yeah. Which is, which is good, but uh, again... Oh, and no new colors, too. Remember, one of the rumors was a darker like graphite-like color in a titanium, and uh, we didn't get any new colors. So it's still the same color, uh, only the inside is different. And... Um, yeah, only those two features are really, you know, the, the brighter screen is cool, but, you know, the screen on, on the current Ultra is plenty bright. It looks, it looks amazing as it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's one of those things, right, where um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still showing delivery on the 22nd for the Apple Watch Ultra. Okay. So it's just one of those things where it's a combination of all those little things makes me go, ah, I can't just immediately say no. Yes. So. All right, so one other, uh, just two other quick things, and then let's talk about our plans. Um, AirPods Pro 2, just like we assumed with USB, those things are available, and um, those are available right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they would uh, arrive on um, the 22nd, and I'm still showing that the 22nd is available for delivery. That's probably, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. So those are available. And then I was also surprised they announced new iCloud Plus storage options. Yes. So Finally. Right, right now you can go up to a terabyte, and luckily I'm not even close to that, but now you can, I think it was two, four, and six maybe? They were, they, they were pretty good. I didn't get a chance to look into it, and also they didn't mention pricing. So do you see any price changes, or the prices stay the same? And, let me see if that's all. Okay. Yeah, I don't Here's have a free my... device. Here's my iCloud, I manage my account storage. Cause yeah, I'm not even at a terabyte of two terabytes, which is the lowest plan or the highest plan that they had before, which is what came with my, um, came with it. And so I'm looking now to see, and no, they don't have, they don't have the new options available. Okay, and he said next week too. So I'm assuming maybe uh, another release candidate for iOS we'll probably see. Or they'll probably release more details, or or either a full release. Again, we, we're not really sure. Yeah. So, but more storage there. So that was the other the other announcement that came out. So. Okay, Jason. Let's see if we can wrap up this portion of the show and talk about um our plans. So why don't you go first? So. I hadn't really, because right after the show, I, I mentioned a pink phone to, to my wife. We hadn't looked at the pictures and all of that. Uh, she was the only one that was going to be upgrading to the phone. Um, she, she may go with the, with the Plus because it is, a, a, it is a bigger phone and it is a really good-looking screen. Um, so unless she says yes or no, she's going to make the determination on the, uh, on the, uh, on the, on the phone. The Ultra 2... I'm going to look into, like I say, reselling my, my current Ultra locally. And, uh, yeah, I would need to have at least, you know, 500 plus to make me want to go ahead and, and you know, to, to get those new features. So uh, as far as the new watch, that's going to be on hold. And the, uh, the phone depends on whether or not my wife wants to, if she really likes that pink <laughs> iPhone as much as she thought she would. So if she says no, are you going to try and do the hand-me-down and upgrade yours? No, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay this year. I'm going to stay with okay. my 14 and uh, uh, just hold out for next year. All right. Well, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing changed my mind. iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, um, 256. And I will buy it. Uh, that I'm up in the air. The $200 jump is yeah. a little more than I was kind of planning on. Yeah, that may depend. If I decide not to get the ultra, then I might go to the five twelve. But I yeah. mean, I've got, I've I'm used two hundred, and I've got thirty gigabytes of video, you know, movies and stuff on my phone currently that I don't hardly ever watch. So my only concern is, is if I want to 
use it as much as I use my iPad mini for watching video and stuff like that. Well, I yeah. want more storage. So, but that's $200 jump is a pretty, pretty big jump. I think um, so. Especially, so if I buy Apple Care Plus, I'm looking at $1,398 with no trade-ins. Mm -hmm. So now the other thing I could consider doing is trading in my mom's 12, getting the couple hundred bucks to trade in there and go to the 512. So yeah. a lot of this depends on me deciding between now and Friday if I think I'm going to go another three years with this phone or if I'm just going to be turning around and upgrading in a year. If I'm going to turn around and yeah. upgrade in a year, sticking with 256 probably makes more sense. If I'm mm -hmm. going to hold on to this phone for two or three years, the 512 may be the better option for me. Yeah. So... Well, and I remember you mentioned too earlier, uh, well, it was last week you texted me, you were considering that upgrade program too, right? Yeah, I'm not. Um, I just, I don't want to have that over my head. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'll just... We're the same. We like to own our phones. We like to yep. just own them right out and be able to do, give them to whoever and, and trade and do all of that whenever we, we see fit. So, well, and one of the, reasons for that is i'm pretty sure that next year most likely next year i'll upgrade again mm -hmm. right and when i upgrade again i want to hold on to that phone and use it like i'm using my 12 right now at this very moment which is yes. my continuity camera because it's going to be a much much better camera than what i have right now Way so better, yeah. i'm probably going to hold on to that longer term but if i'm not going to use it as a phone with every if it's just acting as my webcam after the first year i don't need the massive Mm -hmm. storage either so yeah because yeah. you'll still store everything locally or, or on your macbook and things like that. yeah so, yeah yep and then from a color standpoint i think i'm i'm torn right now between natural titanium and white and then i think my third choice would be the black because it actually finally looks black except for in one picture that i looked at it kind of looked like the same space gray that i have right now which goes green sometimes and not a good shade of green yeah so yeah. i don't know I don't know about that one. So um, I will be getting AirPods Pro because mine are at that point. Yes. Um, Ultra 2, I got to have that debate. So I guess we'll find out what I do on next week. Uh, that one, at least I don't have to worry about because it doesn't look like it's selling out like hotcakes. So yeah. I'm not too worried about that one. And then because my other piece of this is I have several accessories that I want to purchase i want to be able to use standby mode here in my office so i've got to have a magsafe charger with it or i've got to have a stand at least i can always plug it in but magsafe would be much much better so i have a bunch of other things that i'm trying to consider from an accessory standpoint but definitely yes. i'm getting the phone and the airpods the ultra watch too if i had to make a decision right now like if it was pre-orders right now i would probably order it and then decide whether to cancel the order in a week or not yep so so I'm I'm kind of with you too. Um, yeah, if 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 I had to decide right now, yeah, I, I I can see I would just go with it. But you know, you still have a few days of debate to go over it. You know, we can look more into specs and details and things like that. So yeah, we still got a little time. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the watch two is available for order right now. It's not available till the twenty second, but there's no pre order. Right, there's no wait till Friday to pre-order, and they're still shipping. So, yeah. So, okay. Hey, uh, what else, Jason? Say, 
I was I was just gonna say next week too. We'll know whether or not we'll be able to. Maybe we'll get some of these features, or maybe like a stripped down version of the features in the uh, our current ultras too, right? We may get the watch face. May not function the same, but we'll still get it. You know, we may get double tap. We may not get it. So we'll see. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of keep our eye on that. So I think that's the plan for next week. It's your show to host, Jason. Right? As we're just gonna do a follow up on all the additional things that we've learned and whatever we decided yeah. to do on friday from a purchase standpoint yeah yeah we'll have more details and stuff to to share more opinions okay. so. all right well like i said this is just our hot takes thanks for sticking around with us apologize for some of my audio in particular because man this cold that my grandkids passed on me has kicked my butt today yeah um but that's it. Um, we will come back next week with more information, more deep dives into this kind of stuff. And yes, we did not talk much at all about iOS 17. We'll have a quick post show, um, talk about some beta stuff from iOS 17 when we expect to see that. And then a quick tip on how to manage your apps once iOS 17 does come out. So stick around for that post show. And uh, remember to do all the things, check out our show notes. Um, I don't know if we'll get any of this video out on youtube this week just because we've had so many interruptions you won't hear it yeah. hopefully in the in the podcast <laughs> audio but the video that has been rough recording today so yeah um i don't know that we'll have we might try and do a few little shorts or something like that or you know, if i decide what i'm doing maybe i'll drop a video or something in i don't know we'll see yeah but uh thanks for joining us and uh jason podcast yeah. closing guys yep as, as usual thanks for joining us and uh we'll see you on mars with your iphone 15 the pro not the uh not the 15 pro pro max you can use it on mars we'll see you there all right everybody thanks for sticking with us this is our post show i hope you enjoyed the regular show just our hot takes on this stuff and uh definitely more to come um but let's talk just a little bit about ios 17 beta so Jason, I mean, normally, right, we should have heard when it was coming out today in the yes. event, and they didn't. But I still anticipate we're going to get the Golden Master or the release candidate mm -hmm. or whatever they're going to call it. I actually wouldn't be surprised if when you and I get done recording, it's available on our phones, because that's where we put this, is on these yes. devices we're actually using right now. We need that release candidate because developers actually can't submit apps to the app store that have 17 compatibility until mm -hmm. that release candidate is out. And then we're going to get a flood of these. So if next Friday, the first devices are going to land in people's hands and they're going to be running 17, I don't see how they would have the old devices running 16 and the new devices on 17. So yeah. I think we're going to get release candidate this week and then the actual full release early next week. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. I was, I'm, I'm still a little worried. Like I said, I, because I, always, whenever they announce a new phone, the first half of that keynote is usually, not first half, the first portion, because usually it's a, a, just a quick rundown of the features that are coming. They save the new, new features for the new phone during the keynote, but they always say, it'll be available next week when you get your new phone or, or something like that. And yeah, with no mention of it, uh, it had me a little worried, but yeah, I agree with you. If we're getting a new phone next week, it's going to, it's going to ship with 
a version of iOS 17. Now, I know they immediately require an update or something uh, once you get set up and all of that, but I just can't see it shipping with 16 or any version of 16. So, Well, and they've already got to have it, right? Because these phones, I mean, unless they're putting them all on airplanes, right? Yeah. They've already, some of these phones have already got to be somewhere here yeah. in the U.S. or yeah. they're already in their packaging boxes sitting on a pallet somewhere to go on UPS's. Oh yeah, Airplanes. they're they're so, boxing ready. Yeah, they're not they're yeah. not they're not updating each phone and putting them in a box now. They're already right. on a landing strip somewhere in a in a yeah. jumbo jet or you know a, a UPS plane or something like that. And that's part of the fun of doing pre-orders is you watch where it leaves from in China, and then how it gets to Anchorage usually, which is where it comes into yep. the U.S. And then for me, I always laugh because then it has to go clear across the country to Memphis. Yeah, to or Tennessee. Something like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. And then back to Salt Lake and then down to me. I'm like, can you just drop it as you fly over? Because I'd be happy to, you know, watch for it. But anyway, so. And we did get some new features, right? I mean, WatchOS got the double tap feature that nobody was expecting, the mm -hmm. on device Siri. And all of those are things that if they had been in those previous betas, somebody would have found. Yes. In the code, right? And then you've got some of those advanced photo features that came in and stuff like that in the phone. So they always have something like that that's mm -hmm. not in the betas yet that you need the release candidate to come out to start seeing those. So yeah. um, I'm hoping it comes out because leads into what else I wanted to talk about is I've had to stop using my favorite workout app, which is that Workout Doors one that's got all of the trails. Yeah. Uh, I need it to be updated. And I almost reached out to the developer and said, can I get in on your test flight beta? Because <laughs> it just stops the workout randomly. Yeah. And so I'll be going and I'll be 10 minutes into a workout and it'll stop and I don't re realize it. And then I've gone half my workout and half of that hasn't been recorded because it just stopped randomly. It just turned it off and ended the workout. And yeah. then... It's also related to, so that particular app, just like with the, with the workouts app, has a voice feature that'll tell you how far you're into your workout and yeah. all of those kinds of things. And it'll also say when you pause and when you've restarted. And what I have found is that when anytime that invokes, it dims the whatever audio I've got playing, right? Mm -hmm. It makes it softer. And then I don't hear the audio from the app. Okay. And then it just stays very very low on that volume for like three or four minutes so okay. it's almost so like it, never... it didn't yeah it didn't recognize it and then it didn't release the the audio back to go back to normal thing and then it'll go back to normal and then i'll look down at my watch and the workout stopped yeah so, so there's some real bugs in there some and, yeah and those would be expected right those are yep. common kind of bugs now, the, the workout app, Apple's native workout app works fine. I still get all the audio notifications and all that kind of stuff. I just don't mm -hmm. like to use it as much because I've got the other one way more customized and it's got my trail routes and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's one issue that I've seen. I've also had issues a couple of times on my watch where I've had to actually do a reset on the watch, restart it because I go into the messages app on the watch and there are no messages in there. Okay, None. that's happened to me. That's, that's happening. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's been an issue and I've had to do it. And then my Beats Fit Pro won't read my messages when they come in when I'm just out with my watch. Mm -hmm. I don't even get the notification that they came in and I went in, I double checked the settings 
made sure all of that stuff is correct. And I thought maybe it was related to, because remember I had to replace the right one? Yes. I had to get a replacement, so I thought maybe it was that, but no. So I'm hoping that all of these communication challenges that I'm facing get resolved with the release candidate. And then once that release candidate comes out, I'm hoping that these apps will start to come in and get the updates. And so we Pretty see quickly. some improved. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like your heart rate monitor. And so, it, you know, your heart rate monitor is Bluetooth. My headphones are Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff is about audio syncing and those kinds of things. So I'm wondering if they just change some protocols or APIs or something like that. And right. people need right. to update. So. so we'll see. I, I definitely think you should have reached out to them. You know, the, the developer, they probably would have loved to include you into, you know, into their, their beta testing, but. It was just one more thing on the list to. Yeah. To do. Right. Yeah. Then you would have, you probably so, would have had to install a weird profile and stuff like that just yeah. to get their, their, their version yeah. uploaded to the device. So it would have been a hassle, but you know, it would have been fun to test with those guys. I'm sure they wouldn't have mind, but you know, you never know. Well then, so that leads into my other thing. Once iOS 17 releases, so there are tons of things that I'm looking forward to fixes mm -hmm. for sure, but then I need more of my apps to support the widgets on the watch, more of my apps to support the widgets on the iPhone, the interactive widgets. So the tip for that I have for everybody is that once iOS 17 drops, you need to start looking and probably even before that because once the release candidate drops i think they can start submitting right the ios yeah. 17 compatible compatible ones so over the next week or so you need to pay attention to every update that comes through normally yes. people just go in and hit update all right mm -hmm. but if you are looking for some of these new features the only way you're going to know if that app added that new feature is by looking at the release notes Yes. And actually going in and do it. So I'm going to be watching for work outdoors, right? I'm going to be watching for all of these and, you know, Outlook for my watch to see an overcast. Are they now supporting the widget? Mm -hmm. So can I put the full widget on there? Can I put the shortcut to the app in, the, in, the, in that particular widget, yeah. right? So pay attention to these releases for the next little while if you care about any of these new features. If you don't care, yeah, just go ahead and update all. Yeah, just but, hit update. Yeah, but if you're looking for any of these new feature functionality stuff, you definitely want to pay attention to those release notes. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the uh, app developers, they're preparing for it too, right? So you're, you're, hopefully we don't have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks for some of these updates, right? We're talking just Except a few days. Except for Google. Yeah. <laughs> Google, nev Google takes forever. Yeah, they do it on purpose. They do it on purpose. But you know, hopefully we don't have to wait too long. So uh, a lot of them, they're preparing for 17. Uh, they've been, they've had their developer betas for months and months and months now. Well, you know, not, not months and months and months, but since, since WWDC and uh, they'll be prepared. But yes, over the next couple of days, uh, you'll see some regular updates, their regular schedule updates, and then you'll see updates with the new features. And that's what Greg is saying. Look out for those new features if you care about them. But I'm like you, I was over the widgets uh, a couple of days after testing it out. Um, they were the same widgets that we've always had from Apple. Not always had, but we've had from Apple for a while. And uh, I'm ready to see what some of these third-party uh, developers can yeah. do. So, me too. All right, anything else from iOS 17 for you, Jason? No, no, that's it. I'm just, uh, again, I'm not, uh, I don't want to, don't want to overthink it too much, but I'm, I'm just hoping there's no delays.
All right. I think that's it for today. Thanks, folks, for sticking with us. It was a quick after show or post show, but uh, we'll be back next week with lots more information. So yeah, I, I plan on spending a lot of time focused on Apple technology for the next week. Yeah, yeah same here. All right, folks, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.